Come with us We're out of place I'm doing fine I'm feeling great You're not my fan You can't relate Straight talk going safe It's not safe Before you cross me Look both ways Leaving the scene With no trace None in my lead You out of place I'm not at the top I'm out of space Can't eat with us We're out of place I'm doing fine I'm feeling great You're not my fan You can't relate Straight talk going State to state What's going on guys Your host your boy George Mackay I'm back It's March Springtime is in the air It's literally so close That we can taste it Cold weather may not totally be behind us yet here in Canada, but still, we're vibing. And the great thing is, is as of March 1st, restrictions are lifted. That's right. Wrestling shows are coming back full time. And I got somebody who's got an upstart promotion that we all should be paying close attention to, at least here in Ontario. He's from Oshawa. If you've, if you've ever been to a crossbody show, you know him. If you've seen him at HPW, you know him. And if you train with him at Superkicked, you probably know him too. Please help me welcome to Straight Talk Wrestling for the first time, Andrew Love. How are you, sir? I'm good. Thank you for having me. Like we've been wanting to do this for so long and stuff keeps coming up and getting in our way. But we're here now. Finally. Yeah, man. I think it's been like a two year journey on and off. Cause I think the, the oh, one yeah. we kind of talked about the idea was that the, the destiny uh, summer event, destiny summer heat, it was the barbecue. And I said, listen, when you're ready, let me know. And we'll get on it. And here we are like literally almost three years later oh, and it's finally God. happening. <laughs> finally. It's wild. It is. It's crazy. It's crazy to see the development. And you know what? It's it's hard. It's so hard when you're interviewing indie wrestlers to find a lot of information, especially Canadian indie wrestlers, because there's not a lot out there. So when my daughter and I were researching questions for you, she was like, Dad, did he train at Crossbody? I'm like, I'm not sure. So we'll start with that. And then if you watch the five questions before you watch this conversation, you'll know that, in fact, you trained at Superkick. So that's something I learned. I did not learn. Yeah, but I have talked yeah. to a few people that have worked at Superkick and did train at Superkick. How was Chris yeah. Chambers? I know very well, and he's an awesome, awesome, awesome human being, fantastic talent. What's it like learning from somebody who has that much history and that much veteran leadership behind him when you're getting into wrestling for the first time? Yeah, it was wild. It was a, uh, it's a lot of like, like it was hard. They're hard on us there. They were, and like uh, I'm no longer there. I haven't been there since 2019, but I can tell like my stuff, and like this is the people there were awesome. The, the shows were wild like the shows are inspiration for sure and uh it's just like i couldn't ask for a better first two years in wrestling like to learn by people like him like he showed me a lot but like i have to thank a lot more rip impact because he showed me like he's taught me a lot more in the last three years but my first two years of training like i'm so thankful for them i wouldn't be where i am if it wasn't for those first two years obviously and this is a question I haven't asked in a long time, but I always love this because I think everybody shows a different answer for this question. The first bump, the first bump you ever took, what was your reaction to that? All right. So I'm going to, I'm going to like, uh, push it back like a couple of years before I started training. Okay. I was at an, I was at an indie show when I was, I was 14. I was at an indie show and like, they're letting people run in the ring kids and stuff. So I'm like, Oh, I'm just going to take a bump. I took a bump. And it, it like killed me. I'm like, oh my god, I can't wait to start doing this, but that hurt. So I uh my first actual training bump was like my second day of training. And geez, there's like 10 in a row, there's like seated flat bumps, 10 in a row. And like my like I didn't hit my head, thankfully, but like my head was like ringing, my like body was ringing. And I'm like, so yeah, it it, it sucked. They all sucked until like you get used to them. Like they don't never not suck because like over time they like rip up your body but i'm glad they don't feel like those first bumps all the time 
the the, uh, the adrenaline from the first couple of bumps were probably like, yeah, okay, I'm good, I'm good. But then the couple of days after, you're like, Jesus oh, yeah. Christ, what the fuck was I thinking? Yeah, you got like rope marks on your back, arms. It's, it's rough. <laughs> so uh, the first time I ever saw you was at a crossbody show. I think I saw you on one of the, uh, they used to have the uh, Friday night showcase shows, five bucks to get oh, in, yeah. check out the talent. And I saw you, saw Kyle Brooks, and I saw Crystal Moon. And you three, I think the first time I ever saw you was in like a mixed trio smash of some kind. It was a three on three, it was a six man. And it was you three versus, I can't remember who the other three people were, but it was one hell of a match. And I noticed right off the bat that uh, you're very quiet. Like I saw you when you came in, because I got to the show early. I always like to get to the shows early so I can get a good seat because when they're five bucks, it's first come, first serve. So you better get yeah. there early if you want to get a decent seat. Yeah. And I always like to get a ringside seat because when I take pictures and I film stuff, I want to make sure I have like the ring, not somebody's head. And I have to go over it. It's it's annoying. When you see somebody's head in the shot, I feel like I'm a pirate from Russia and I'm trying to stream a movie online for free. So I always oh, try to I get you <laughs> I always try to yeah. get the uh, the ring scope. But I saw you guys and right away, I think I gravitated to the three of you because you came in, you looked very comfortable, but you're all very quiet. But now I've seen the three of you progress and grow as individuals. And you three, as I went across body more and more before the pandemic struck, you three became the three quietest to the three loudest. <laughs> yeah. And I guess that's just a matter of over time developing that confidence. And um, was, would you say that wrestling helped you develop the confidence that you have now? I mean, I already know the answer is a yes, but I'm yeah. sure it definitely helped for sure. Like when, before I started training when I was 16, I would like go to school and I'd go straight home. I wouldn't go to parties or anything. I wouldn't do anything. I wouldn't hang out with people. Like I had my friends, my small group of friends, but like I wouldn't do anything. So when I met those people, they were like making me become the shows, right? And like even like when I was like 13, 14 and all of them going to indie shows all the way until like like I started training, I was going to indie shows. And like that's the only time I would be like social was wrestling shows. But like when I started training, I would I would get dressed in the corner. I would like stay by myself and people like mainly talk to them like like promo day was rough back then. Like it'd be like, it made you, it made you like, like talk to people. So like over the years, like, yeah, I'm getting more comfortable and like, I can like go out and talk to anybody ever. And so like, I, obviously I still suffer from like anxiety and stuff, but it's obviously since I started wrestling, it's gotten way like, like I'm more social. So yeah, it's helped. And yeah, I used to be super quiet in the ring. And like, now I'm like really loud. Like I lost like, I lost my voice on the show I did the other day. <laughs> well, that's great. That's great. It's great to hear that. You know, mental health is a real issue. And a lot of people talk about it now. The stigma is no longer a stigma. It's out there. There's a lot of great uh, avenues that you could pursue from health therapy. Listen, I myself have gone through therapy. I suffered from a, a rough bout of, ba of anxiety just this past December. Work wasn't going really good. Podcast was kind of up and down. I was in my own head a lot. And I had the great support system, my wife, a couple of good friends and my kids that helped me pull through it. Not everybody is as blessed as I am to have that support system. But if you don't have that support system, I assure you there are avenues out there all the time. And I'm a big advocate for mental health because uh, we always got to keep the conversation going. It can never be stopped. It can never be, uh, sh you know, shuttered away to say, just, you know, stop. Don't talk about it. Don't men aren't supposed to talk about emotions, Andrew. If we were raised yeah, by old yeah. school parents, I was raised by like, an old school dad. And even to this day, he doesn't really share his emotion too much. And it's like, men, if you're a man, you're not supposed to be strong. You're not supposed to show emotion. Fuck that shit. 
Listen, ever since my daughters were born, I'm not going to lie. Andrew, you're a Canadian boy. You know that Rogers commercial with the girl broken down on the side of the road and the yeah, dad's on the that. phone and he's like, don't worry, I'm not going anywhere. I fucking blubber like a baby because that's yeah, me. Yeah. I'm a girl dad. That's what I, I, if my kid was broken down on the side of the road, I'm going to stay on the fucking phone till a tow truck shows up 150%. So yeah. over the years, emotion has become a lot more easier to express. And, um, it's not anything that anybody should shy away from. When you're angry, be angry. When you're happy, be happy. When you're sad, be sad. And it is absolutely okay to cry. But my yeah. next question being, uh, the fact that it helped pull you out, and you talked about promo days being so rough. What was the guidance you got early on from Chris Chambers in promo day? Or when you went to Rip Impact School and you had to do promo day, promo day there as well? What was the guidance these two men gave you? Because like I said, between the two of them, you're talking close to 30 years in this business. Yeah. It, it's so, it's like, just don't think. Like, if you keep talking, you're going to get to your point eventually. And, like, obviously you have, like, cues where you're going. But, like, just go out there and talk. And, like, it's much better, easier that way than just, like, overthinking it beforehand. Um, like, if you had, like, a subject, it's like, hey, cut a promo on this chicken. Then you're going to cut a promo on that chicken. It's much easier than, like, like, you know, this is much easier than going out there thinking about your own object to cut a promo on. Absolutely. Like you, we've all seen, we've all seen that Eric Bischoff like interview where he talks about the broom and we watched like watch the broom promo. Like that stuff happens in wrestling school all the time. It does. It absolutely does. You're right. Um, when I, when I think of uh, some of the pro promoters that you've worked with, some of the guys that you've had the guidance from, I mean, Ben Orman's out in crossbody puts on one hell of a show. Him and Ted really know how to develop stories and develop characters and keep people interested. It's almost episodic. And on the indies, you rarely get that. But you really have to continue to follow the crossbody shows or else if you miss a show, you'll be all out of the loop. You'll be like, what the yeah. fuck? I'm, I, I'm so confused because I missed the last show. I don't know the storylines that are happening. And, and in indie wrestling, so hard to do to keep like an episodic series going. And then you look at a guy like Rip Impact or a guy like Chris Chambers, production value alone between the three of those men is iconic. It's very astronomical. And um, now you yourself, you're going from in front of the ring to being behind the ring, leading the yeah. ship, also being out in front of the ring to have to perform. And you talked about how Oshawa, there's so much great talent that Oshawa never gets to see. So now you're, you're bringing ACW to the masses. The first event is called Sink or Swim, and it's on March 12th. Tickets are still available, or at least by the time that this interview drops, which will be a couple days before the show, because I'm going to drop this next week. We're filming this early March, but I'm going to drop it second week of March. Uh, I'm going to drop two that week, so it'll be you and somebody else. You want to know who the other person is? Got to pay yeah. attention to socials. <laughs> Got to pay attention uh. to socials. <laughs> but ACW, Sink or Swim. Now, the title is very um, poetic, right? Yeah, ACW, yeah. like you said, there's real no meaning for it. Can be whatever you want. I, I personally would, I when I saw the name, I was trying to think, I'm like, what the, what the fuck does it stand for? What does it stand for? And I thought, Andrew, no, no, he wouldn't use his own name. That's stupid. He wouldn't do that. And then I thought Alpha Collision Wrestling or, or Alliances Collide Wrestling. I thought of a few names, but they were all like, you know, when you're in the bathroom, you just scroll on your phone, you're sitting there going, what the fuck could this yeah. mean? So I, it yeah. was just like, it was just literally bathroom thoughts. It was like, eh, it's my quiet space. I could get in here and I could think of a bunch of names. But now we know from the mini host that it actually doesn't have a meaning. It could be whatever yeah. you want it to be. If you think ACW stands for this, then it probably does. In your own mind, that's fine. Yeah. But sink or swim, 
very poetic, right? Because this is the oh, first yeah. event and you could sink, you could tank yeah. or you could swim and rise to the top. So yeah. pressure, are you feeling yeah, pressure yeah, as yeah. the event gets yeah, closer? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. We've been feeling pressure since like February 12th when we're like one month away. And like, that's when all of us, we just felt that like, and this show almost didn't happen. Like no one else knows this, but like it almost got like pushed away because of that. But you know, we're going to go in and because the show is called sink or swim, we're either going to sing or we're going to swim. There's no other option. There's those two. Um, I've lived my whole wrestling career that way. You go out there, you either sink or swim. And yeah, maybe, maybe I have sank a couple of times, but I always find my way back up. And uh, I feel the same about ACW because like, if you're wearing a life jacket, you're not going to sink. So ACW so, then is your life jacket. Yes. Yeah. I, I, there's, I have, I have hope. We all have hope for it. Uh, it's like pre-sales are beautiful. Like we just hit a hundred. Uh, and Congratulations. Keep yeah. Thank you. Uh, the venue is like amazing. They're giving us so much like, they're helping us so much too. Well, that's fantastic. That's fantastic. So talk to me about the roster. I know from the uh, graphic that you posted, we got the standard Matt Grant. I love him. He's one of my good friends in this business, but fuck when he's in the ring, I, I want to punch him in the face. I really do. <laughs> he, uh, he plays the heel to absolute perfection because people under, I think people underrate him because of his size and stature, yeah. but he really, he really can make you hate him quite easily almost to the point where it's not a shock. It's like, yeah, you deserve to be hated. But he's such a nice guy, which is so frustrating. And then I know you got Crystal Moon. You got yourself. Uh, who else could we expect to see at ACW? Who else we got on the roster thus far? Uh, we got Kobe Christ, the Kaizen champion. That's who I'm wrestling. Uh, we got Chip Chambers versus Rip Impact. We have Crystal Moon versus Addy Starr. Johnny DeLuca versus Brother Earth. Gunner Lang versus Steve Brown. Uh, we have a four-way. Hasn't been announced yet. I don't know if it'll be announced yet. But, yeah, I'll let you guys know because it will be announced by the time this comes out. Aha, uh -huh, like you got to pay attention to socials. Yeah. Ah, you fucked me on my own yeah. show. That's not cool. <laughs> but, but, yeah, we, we, uh, we have Jax Williams on the show. We have Darius King, who is a super kick guy. Uh, Mike Forte, Adrian A-star. Uh, I don't know if I missed anyone. If I did, sorry. But obviously, Empire. And then we have uh, some other guys. We have, oh, Mia Malik for Travis Moore, which I'm looking forward to that match big time. Yeah. Um, just like awesome people and great connections I met over, over the years, I guess. Uh, oh, we have Brad Myers, Jamie, the ring announcer. Austin from the Karis Dynasty is going to be one of our refs. Yeah. I think I may have just named the whole roster. And we're going to have a little bit more. Oh, we have a band. We have a band that's going to be playing during intermission. That's different, right? That is. That uh, is extremely different. That's cool. Yeah. I like that. And they're a wrestling theme band, which is perfect. Powerbomb? Uh, nope. Uh, Dave Rocket and the Jobbers. Okay. Because I thought yeah. when you think wrestling theme, I think Powerbomb oh, yeah. comes top of the list, right? Yes. Thought about it. Hopefully down the road. Next one. Next one for sure. That sounds like a stacked roster of some amazing matchups that you put together. Now, will this be one-off matchups or will you try to develop that kind of indie episodic feel to it? Do you have a YouTube yeah. page? Can people stream this? Are you going to be on IPTV? Like what's IPW TV? Like what's the goal here for ACW? Uh, 
yeah we want to get on the indie wrestling tv for sure like that's where all of the top promotions are so we would love that but right now i think we're just going to work for you to like, towards youtube over time so like over the next few months pay attention to, like uh, youtube and hopefully uh we stay on the rise nice and have you uh have we designed belts do we have championships yet no but there is a match in the main event and the winner will get a medal and each there's going to be a, a bunch of matches over time and then they all go into one big match and then that will be declared the first ever acw champion i like it i like it that's, I like, that's, that's no, different so no the medal problem. is almost like punching your ticket to the main yes event. yeah that's it yeah. <laughs> nice it's like winning a royal rumble without really winning a royal rumble yeah i suppose yeah so what are you what are you calling it the race for the gold is that why the medals yeah there's no name yet <laughs> That works, race for the gold. That's it. There you go. I, I I'll let you have that one. I'll let you have it as long as you give me credit. Every time you uh, you post it, you got to say race the gold. Thanks, Straight Talk Wrestling. Yeah, for sure. (laughs) So what what was the early influences for you in wrestling? I mean, I I I know you're a fan. You've been a fan for a while. But when you were younger, to when you discovered wrestling, to I guess where you are now, tastes evolve, tastes change. So who did you? start gravitating towards and what are your tastes like now when it comes to the big tv production stuff so people won't like believe this but this is true wrestling was on when i was being born like my, my whole like my great grandparents watched it my great great uncles watched it my uncles my aunts everyone watched it so obviously i watched it too it was just and it's not that i had no choice it's just like it was just always on like i remember my first memories of wrestling or my first memory of like life or wrestling related, like everything, uh, my whole life, I'd come home from school wrestling, I'd go to school, we'd bring our action figures, show each other our like figures and stuff. We would like, like in my whole life has been based on wrestling. There's nothing else like I ever loved more than wrestling. Uh, and then when I was like grade one, we had to do this thing where it was like, hey, what do you want to be when you're older? And I said a wrestler, right? And, the, and, and it was written in the yearbook. It didn't say wrestler under my name, unfortunately, for some reason. It said dentist. I don't remember. I didn't say dentist. Some guy wanted to be a wrestler, too. Hopefully, he made it. I forget his name, but hopefully, he's somewhere out here in the awesome world of wrestling. That'd be cool. Uh, but they just didn't put, like, wrestlers for people who said wrestler. Um, then, like, I discovered Super Kick when I was 15. And then I'm, they're like, oh, yeah, you can start training when you're 16. And, like, so when I was, like, 16, I started training and – that's it's all uphill from there but it, it really became like in my mind that this is possible in 2013 when i went to my first indie show which was a great canadian wrestling show in oshawa um and i'm like oh my god this local wrestling and from there i discovered other oshawa local wrestling i discovered alpha one i discovered like pwg because of that aiw in cleveland and i discovered all these promotions around the world i'm like oh my god there's this thing outside of like WWE, tna new japan um, when I was 10, I discovered Ring of Honor, and that's like that really changed like my life. Like, so it's like I realized there's more than what I see on TV, and that's like okay, this is possible. Absolutely, it is completely possible. People don't people think it's like chasing it, it's like chasing that hockey or that basketball dream where only one or two percent make it. You can have a successful career, maybe because you're not on TV doesn't mean you're not successful. You can literally work every weekend, every couple of days, show to show, sometimes do two or three shows a day, depending on logistics and yeah. travel time. But you can you can really make a living at this. And that's what 
I always, the one thing I always want to uh, pride on is, is people chase their dreams. If there's a young man or a young woman that watches any of these interviews, any of these conversations that I do, and they get inspired to do it, that's the most rewarding thing. Uh, YouTube's not about the views. It's not about the subscriptions for sure. Who doesn't love those? As long as you're getting views, you know that you're reaching people. And you know, like the, the, the thing that's frustrating is you look at, uh, for example, you look at the analytics of YouTube. Sometimes the views are way down, but the watch hours are way up. Sometimes the subscriber count is so high, but the views and the watch hours don't translate. A lot of times people yeah. don't comment. People don't even like it. And it's so frustrating because it takes all of three seconds to just hit that subscribe button. And nobody, nobody takes the time to do it. Yeah. What's most frustrating to me is that I look at my, I look at my analytics all the time and it's like 35% of it, 35% of content is watched by subscribers. And then there's 65% that isn't. And it's like, man, if you 65% just took the time and just hit that subscribe button, you know how much that would help to keep putting content in because I don't make a dime off this. It's either people giving me their time or sometimes I've had to pay to have talent on the show. I'm not going to, I'm not going to shy away from it. There's big names that have had in the show that I have had to pay for the time, but that's okay. Cause that's somebody I wanted to conversate with. And so it's rewarding it to helps. me. It helps you. Yeah, exactly. It helps me. It helps me grow. Like the equipment, I, I, that's out of my own pocket. All the figures behind me to make a nice background. It's out of my own pocket. This stuff's not donated. I didn't win this. I didn't just, people just gave it to me. I went out and bought this stuff or I met all these people and I paid for the autographs because that's what it's about. That's how much I love wrestling. And this whole collection of, of things that I've amassed is not to show off. It's just because that's how passionate I am. It's a full-time passion for me. Yeah, I have my mm-hmm. nine-to-five job, but there's a full-time passion. So what gave you the idea to go from, I guess, you know, training, you're working, you're getting booked at Crossbody, you're getting booked at HPW, you did, you know, all this stuff, things are happening, things are percolating, and then you decide, okay, now's the time. Why was now the time? Because you've been in this since you were 16. How old are you now? Uh, I'm 21, so. 21? I'm to, Fuck, I'm, I'm almost to, double I'm your age. <laughs> ah, That's thanks wild. for making me feel old, man. Yeah, I'm heading to five years this year, so. Five years. So after five yeah. years, what made you decide that this was the right time to roll the dice and fly the flag of ACW? Yeah, it's just like, uh, it's just something like I've always wanted to do. Like ACW, I I, wrote, I used to write it in like my, my work pages, like at school. Like I'd write it on like my binder, ACW. And like, what is this? Like, oh, it's a wrestling company I'm going to run one day. So it's like me and my buddy, we like wanted to do this forever. Uh, my buddy Noah, and um, we used to play ACW on 2K, like 2K, like 15 and 16 and all that. So like we knew it was gonna happen one day. Did we know it was gonna be like when we're 21? No. But last summer, uh, it was my birthday, and um, and I rented the ring from Rip Impact, and I invited a bunch of family and friends over for free. I booked some boys from Hamilton and stuff. And I ran a wrestling show in my backyard just for my family and friends and cousins and stuff. And there was like 25 of them and it poured rain and everybody still did the show. And I'm like, Oh my God, if we can get like just 25 people for free, imagine like what we can do like in a venue. And like, we've already like probably like got more than we expected now, but I made sure I booked most of those people that did that show in the backyard because they were there in the, low times when it was just like a ghetto show just for fun and now and i paid everybody on that ghetto show right like you said like i I didn't make any money in my backyard 
my, my family didn't make any money. You know what? They allowed me to use our backyard. They allowed us to use the kitchen for the locker room. And like, we protected everything. And like, it, it was cool. Like, and one day, one day the footage will get out. <laughs> I have it. Nobody's ever gotten it. It just sits on my computer. But one day there'll be like an unreleased ACW. So, and like, it, it was wild. So we're like, yeah, yeah. Next year we got to do it in a venue. We got to do it. And we're like, how about March? Like, let's do it. So I called venues and they're like, nah, you never ran a show before. We don't want, we don't want to really trust you. You know what I mean? And then I found this one venue and it was up there, but it was also like a concert hall. And we're like, this can work. And then they called back and we made, we met in the middle and we made a deal. And like, they helped us so much. They allowed me to come into like concerts and shows for free. And I'm like, I can't get any better than this. Like if I love anything more than wrestling, it's music. And now I can mix both of my loves together. And that's pretty cool. When you could, when you could reach that peak at such a young age and you can mix both of your loves and your passions together, it definitely helps people grow and evolve and get better. So what's, what's the best thing that you can hope for as a promoter for a first time show? You already said you broke a hundred ticket sales. You just got to make sure that Murphy's law won't fuck you. And Murphy's law will fuck you. It will. You have to be able to adjust on the fly and work through those things. And hopefully the anxiety doesn't perk up and you're able to just oh, yeah. push through. But if, if the, if sacred swim is a success, how often are you planning to run shows and are you going to just stay in Oshawa or are you planning to branch out? Maybe do a, a joint venture with HPW, maybe do a joint venture with Crossbody. maybe hit up Chris chambers and go back after three yeah. years and say, buddy, let's do something together. Yeah. That'd, that'd be wild. Uh, there's a lot of people like uh like being like yeah i i get where you're going with the vibe and i don't want to like mention anything but like we do have like the music style vibe and like the concert vibe and stuff the good production that's probably going to be there but, but uh my goal for acw is that mainly the question right my goal uh, mm-hmm. uh it would be just like not every month because like that's a lot and maybe like but obviously like more than like four shows a year like right now we're just like taking it slow because you don't know what like the future will bring yeah, that anxiety is hitting real hard like every day it's like hey yeah we're only a week away and a week and a half away it's like oh no and it's like oh yeah the show's coming up this quick it's like geez and, and um but i do expect it to be like successful for a little bit and like should be extra like people will want more that's all i want is people would be like when is the next one because it's more than family and friends this time. It's like people are coming from all around Ontario. Like I've seen the ticket sales. It's wild. And it's more, way more than I expected. That's awesome, man. I'm proud of you. And I, I, and I congratulate you because the hustle is real and the hard work is real and the passion is real. And when I talk to you, yeah. I feel that passion. I do. I feel that passion. So um, I guess the biggest question is, is that uh, when you say, more than four a year are you looking realistically at every two months every three months is that the is that the eventuality like will we see if this show goes well and i'm sure it will if this show goes well will we see another acw show say in the summertime because now you're hitting springtime now we're gonna rock one out in the summer like july june july august somewhere in there yeah i would love for july yeah that's my birthday month and my birthday does run on a saturday this year and i've never wrestled on my exact birthday I wrestled on the 17th and the 15th, but I've never wrestled on the 16th. On the 16th. July. So All right. we'll see what it brings. And then I think 
one of the other management's birthday runs on a Saturday or their birthday falls on a Saturday this year too. And if it does, then that could be a possibility too. So I say one more for sure this year after sink or swim. Okay. Maybe that's a, I think that's more. A, yeah, that's a realistic goal. I think that's a very realistic goal. So you mentioned the other management. So I'm assuming it's you and you mentioned your friend Noah. Are you two yeah. like the top tier of the promotion? Yeah, and then it's Gunnar Lang and then somebody else who doesn't want to be known, right? But, uh, you know, the cowboy Gunnar Lang? Yes. Uh, the Iron Cowboy, yeah, he's the other guy. But it, I'm like the head, so I'm like the final say. Everything goes through me, but everything's put together. together. So it's like a big thing. Like, we all agree. We try to all agree, and then it, it, I make the final say. Because, like, it doesn't matter how long you've been friends or who you are, like, you're not going to agree on everything. Nope. You're all going to have your disagreements at some point, but we always find a way to meet in the middle. That's a very positive attitude. You're a very well put together young fellow. I must say you're only 21. I mean, I got literally double the age on you. Not yet. Not totally, but I'm almost there. I'm going to be 39 this year. You're only going to be 20 really? fucking two. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's hurtful. It's hurtful. No, it's not. It's inspiring. It's inspiring. To see the next generation of promotions in Ontario seems to be in very good hands. Now the venue. So the show is again, like I said, for everyone that I didn't announce the date or the address, but the show is ACW sick or swim 39 King street, King street East in Oshawa and tickets are on sale. And I will put the link for the tickets into the bio of this interview. But um, what is the capacity limit for the venue? Cause now, like I said, as of March 1st, capacity limits have been yeah. lifted. So how many more tickets can you sell? Comfortably. Uh, we've been told 250. Okay. We still have a long way to go. If some way, somehow, people are like, the universe is there for us and the, we, we do sell that money, that would be wild. I'm like, I'm not a super hopeful guy. I, I have hope, but not that much. I know where like to settle like my hope. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. We, we all have goal where we would end up. I think we could hit that, but we won't hit 250. And I, that's just, I'm trying to be positive, but like we are new still. Maybe down the line, it's not this first show. And if it happens, thank you, everybody. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm sure it'll be damn close to it. Now, what do we say if we do this? If the first show is successful and you do another one in July, maybe you come back on or maybe Gunner comes back on. Maybe we do a little contest. What do you think about that? Yeah, we'll do it. All right. Maybe we we give away two free tickets and uh, we'll think of something that they could do. Two free tickets, maybe with a meet and greet, maybe go backstage, beat the whole roster, something like that. So we'll put that package together for the next one. Not this one, guys, because it's like a week away. Okay. We we don't have the time. He's got to focus on doing his shit. We've got to build. We've got to grow. But Andrew and I, we've known each other for a little bit. Like I said, it's been three years in the making of this conversation. I got a couple more questions. Then I want to play a game with you if you're interested. Okay, let's do it. Okay, so you mentioned how music is a passion in your life, and you're being able to mix both of these together. But when you spoke to the mini host, you said your workout playlist is Ariana Grande and Taylor Swift. Oh, yeah. And and there's a lot more women of pop in there, but yeah. Okay, so women of pop, that's that's a genre that you enjoy. But what else, like what else is what else is on your phone, man? What other music you got in there? Like hardcore punk. So it's like it goes from like here to here, and it's like no, like (laughs) it's wild. Uh I don't have much rap, not my cup of tea is rap, but like uh rock, like old school rock, like Kiss and Journey and 
some Led Zeppelin in there. Uh, I get some some 41 and like Fall Out Boy, that style of music too. Uh, pop punk, right? But yeah, it's mainly like this woman of pop in my playlist. It helps my cardio, I guess. It's mm. smooth. I tried elevator music on my leg day once. It like made me mad. So like I actually broke a PR that day. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. That would drive me fucking crazy. I would want to kill everyone in the gym if that was what I was rocking that day for sure. <laughs> so in terms of uh, like, I mean, you're talking about the women of pop, like you mentioned some, some, like some women that are staples, Taylor Swift, She's already Hall of Fame bound. Ariana Grande, yeah. she's Hall of Fame bound. But looking at the new crop of women in pop, who do you say is the next big one, the next breakout one? Like, they've had successes. But if you look at some of the girls like Olivia Rodrigo, um, oh, yeah. also, uh, I can't remember her name now. My daughter just played her song for me. It's kind of catchy, but I can't remember the name. Uh, Billie Eilish as well. Like, these are all young, up-and-coming women that are really pushing the boundaries of, you know, women in pop. So yeah. who would you say is the next one to keep the eye on? Like from someone who listens yeah. to women in pop, who's the next one to keep the eye on? Who do, who do we pay attention to? Uh, Ava Max. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Billie Eilish for sure. Like 100% those two. Uh, I don't, I don't, I can't really think of anyone else. But those two always like, I've asked that question. Someone asked me that before. So I always mention those two. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like those two for sure. I can't really think of anyone else. Okay, and now the, the final question before we play this game. When you're about to go out to the rink, not your entrance music, but you're about, it's, it's time for your match, you're about to go on. You got four minutes before you're about to go on. What is your go-to song that gets you hyped up before you go out there? Uh, I made it, like that old, that WrestleMania 26 theme song. Okay. Do you know it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, but also motivational speech, speeches. Okay. Yeah. Uh, there's one where it's like, I didn't come this far just to come this far. And it always starts like, I play that one over and over and over, like throughout the week, like on show days. So that's the one. My favorite motivational speech of all time, Rocky Six, Rocky Balboa. Nobody's oh, going to hit harder than life. Yo, look, wait, well, look at that. My dad bought this for me. My dad oh, bought see? this for me. Yeah. Perfect. Perfect. This, this, like one of the greatest things I've ever seen in my life, like this quote beautiful yeah yep. uh, that that's my go-to speech it's no matter how hard you can get hit it's about getting hit and keep moving forward i love that one that one yeah gets me going it gets me wrapped up for sure and um uh you know as we evolve in wrestling one more final question just kind of popped into my head as we evolve in wrestling and we grow um and if the promotion does become semi-successful are you going to always balance both being in front and behind or are you going to gravitate more towards maybe behind if the promotion does continue to gain traction? Yeah, I'm going to try my best to always like be on the show, but like I do want to give other people opportunities. So if there's like a bigger opportunity for someone else than me, I'm going to give it to them. So I don't want this to be about me. Like I don't want ACW just like, like, like we've seen like some promoters how they were like the foot legging stuff. But yeah, I don't want to be like that. But the time does come eventually, but I do want to focus on other people instead of myself. Absolutely. That's, I always, think that's, a, that's important. 
I think that's a great attitude to have. And I think you're, uh, like I said, you're a well put together young fellow. You got a great support system behind you. And I can tell both of your parents are probably phenomenal people. So I wish you and ACW, you, Noah Gunner, and the one who will not be named, whoever that one may be. It's very intriguing to find out the one who will not be named. Maybe one day I'll know the one that will not be named. But I, I wish the four of you nothing but success. And I won't be able to make it to the first event because I do have prior family commitments. But I assure you, if there is one in July, we're going to make a promise now. And it's on camera. It's legit. If there is one in July, I will have one of the heads of ACW come back on Straight Talk Wrestling. We're going to give away two tickets and meet and greet for any of your favorite stars on the ACW roster yes. that you want. And that's a promise. We got that? That's We got that, Andrew? We got it. We got it, yeah. All right, perfect. So before you shout out your socials for everything that you got going, the game I want to play with you, I call it Forced Mount Rushmore. I pick five wrestlers at random from different eras in wrestling, and you have to rank them one to five as one being the worst, five being the best. Are you ready? Okay. Yeah. And these, again, these are wrestlers that I'm picking at random, so you may not like any of them. But that's just the way the cards work. It may work that way, okay? So you talked about uh, when you were younger, wrestling was always playing on your house. So I'm going to give you somebody old school, somebody who I feel to be, uh, I mean, he's the GOAT of Canada. Actually, one of the GOATs of all time. I'm going to give you Brett the Hitman Hart is number one. I'm going to give you another Canadian, which is I'm proud to be Scottish because of this man. So I'm going to give you Roddy Roddy Piper, okay? So there you go. From the 90s, I'm going to go ahead and give you the heartbreak kid, Shawn Michaels. And I know that's somebody that you probably admire. Uh, from the 2000s, I'm going to give you Brock Lesnar in his first run. So not the Brock Lesnar we know now, but Brock Lesnar mm -hmm. first run. So like 2000 to 2003, 4, somewhere around there. I'm going to give you that. And number five, I'm going to give you the man everybody loves to hate from the 2010s, Ryback. Okay. And one... <laughs> Is, is one being the worst? One is the worst. Five is the best. Right. So who do we All got right. at number one? Mm, I'll have to put Ryback. back. <laughs> yeah. And then for two, I put Rowdy Piper. Okay. Yeah. Uh, hmm. I'm trying to think. This is rough. I know. It gets harder, right? I'll do Brock Lesnar for three. Okay. Shawn Michaels for four. Okay. And I'll just say the best for last, Bret Hart. That's right. You see the picture behind me, right? Oh, yeah. I saw it. Yeah. So that's yeah, those, those, those why I wear pink and black. A hundred percent. Listen, pink, Bret Hart made pink and black gangster. Yeah, he did. Bret yes. Hart made a gangster. One of my favorite promos of all time is him and, G and uh, Jim the Anvil Neinhart. When they, when they fire uh, Jimmy, they fire uh, Jimmy Hart and they find out that he's stealing 10% of their money. You're a bloodsucker, Jimmy Hart. You're a bloodsucker. I love that. It's my all-time favorite promo. I posted it on my socials not too long ago. It's one of my all-time favorites. I love it. It's absolutely epic. So I will put the link in the description of this before the show drops. And I'm going to probably drop this on the Monday or Tuesday of, of the few days before. So it will give people still a chance to buy some tickets if they're in town. But where can they find you on the wonderful world of social media? And again, ACW, all information about ACW. Where can they find all these things? For Andrew Love uh, on Instagram, andrew.love1.0. Uh, Facebook page, Andrew Love. Um, Twitter, I don't use it anymore, but it's Andrew McLovin. And there's probably two zeros in there. I just can't remember. Uh, for ACW's Facebook, it's ACW Ontario. Uh, 
And then for ACW's Instagram, it's ACW Wrestling 21, I'm pretty sure. I don't run the ACW social media, so I forget it all. But I'm 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 pretty sure that's all the names. It will all be in somewhere around here, hopefully. In the yes. link, we'll we'll put it in the link. Absolutely, um, absolutely. I'll put I'll it all in all in the description. I'll make sure they share this show on all the social medias too. Awesome. Thank you very much, brother. I appreciate you. And like I said, like I tell everybody, you are now officially, you always were, but now it's official. You are officially a member of the Straight Talk family. Anytime you want to come back and do this again. Well, we already know we got one set up for July or July or August. We already know we got that. But beyond that, anytime you want to chop it up, man, be an honor to have you, my friend. Perfect. Thank you. All right, guys, you know who it is. It's your host, your boy, George McKay. Check the links, check the socials, pay attention. You want to find out who's dropping with Andrew on the same week? You got to follow socials, okay? That's it, straight out. I don't, I don't tell anybody. Andrew and me are cool, but I'm not going to tell him. He wants me to tell him, but I'm not going to tell him. It's not going to happen. All right, Andrew, you really want to know? I'll just find out. Because <laughs> he knew I was going to say that doesn't matter. I was going to do my rock thing, man. You screwed it up. Jesus. <laughs> All right, guys. Peace, love, and wrestling. We'll see you next time. Peace. Thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to tune in next week for another great episode on all available podcast platforms and hosted on Podbean. Also, check us out on YouTube at Straight Talk Wrestling, on Instagram at Straight Talk Wrestling, on Facebook at Straight Talk Wrestling, and on Twitter at underscore Straight Talk. And if you feel the need to buy some sweet merch, check us out on ProWrestlingTees.com. Leaving the scene with no trace, not in my league, you out of place. I'm not at the top, I'm outer space. Any with us, we're out of place. I'm doing fine, I'm feeling great. You're not my fan, you can't relate. Straight talk going state to state